Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 235. I'm joined, of course, as always, by the new voice of British wrestling, the magnificent one himself. Trinity Matu Lewis, how are you doing, buddy? And before you start answering, as we have a guest this week, uh, this is going to be like a speed check for you. So you got to keep it to at least a minute and thirty seconds, okay? No, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, Graham. I'll tell you why. I've just say I'd like to like point my pipe. I've got a pipe just just, just for comedic effect. Um, okay. It, it's, been, it's been a good. It's been a good week, Graham. It's been a great okay. week. I'm aware we're on the clock in general because you are also on child collection duty <laughs> and uh, assisting to a sports game later as well. Duty exactly. Yes, so obviously, Graham, I've I've had a pretty good week. We've got a great weekend coming up in the UK, of course. The King is being crowned. Uh, play play leads if you wish to. It's not. It's not. It's optional. It's not. It's not essential. But hey, you guys pledge leads to a fucking flag. So I don't have to. I'm just saying Americans in general, Graham, and you are American <laughs> according to Blade You don't have to either. You don't Blade have to. Job says you're American, Graham. So how about your week, Graham? Well, I'm going to re- stay straight away. In class, we don't have to. We don't insist that the students stand for it. They don't have to recite the pledge, but they have to be respectful for it. So they have to sit quietly while it's being read. Um, obviously, as a non-American, I don't read the pledge out at all. So I, I, I always say at the start of the year, look, I don't have to say it. If you want to say it, you can. Um, most students actually choose now not to say it. In in my experience within the school that I'm at, so I don't have to do it. Uh, my week's been a little bit tumultuous. It's been a little bit. Uh, my youngest son has been very sick. Um, he was, yes, was for three days. He ate a total of half a bowl of soup and two packets oh. of small crackers in about three days. Um, but his he was coming back yesterday, and apparently he's good enough for baseball tonight. I don't think he's ready. <laughs> but I, my wife said he is. So who, that who, sounds like James. He's ready. <laughs> that means that he's ready. So danger kid is back to full fitness. Uh, apparently he's made a very quick recovery so we'll see if he makes any errors in the field and now we can just blame it on that um but no um I've, this week's been good um it's been a good week as a, a red sox fan you were wearing some pirate stuff earlier i don't know what the heck that was about i'm wearing my boston stuff obviously you know i'm a big red sox fan the fact that one of the questions the I should have asked Jeremy fan, this thank before. you I made the invite, actually. I, w- I should have checked, like, are you a Red Sox fan? So I casually asked midweek. Jeremy said that he was a Red Sox fan. So I was like, whew, thank goodness for that. Been a good week to be a Red Sox fan. But yeah, let's introduce our guest. Get, uh, to, the- get to our guest, Graham, please. <laughs> I'm guest. trying. I- I'm trying. I'm trying. From the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast, uh, we got one third of the crew today. Uh, we got Jeremy with us. How are you doing, Jeremy? Fantastic. Thank you all for having me. Uh, yes, great week. Well, starting with the Bruins wasn't a great start to the week of last week, but uh, in terms of the Red Sox, it's a great week. Uh, Toronto last year, I think they ended up beating us, I think, uh, 14 out of the 17 games that they played against us. So to sweep yeah. them this year is uh, quite uh, quite a feat already, and we're only a yeah, couple we months had three in. all year. And, Unbelievable. Uh, at the, to the first series, we have four already, so yeah, substantially crazy. Substantially better. Uh, Bruins is hockey, by the way, Matthew. I thought I'd done one of the James <laughs> beef from it there. <laughs> and we had the Celtics going in the playoffs as well, so I'm also a big basketball fan. But Oh, uh, I forgot about that. I yeah. Boston, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh Boston is a is a winning city. What I'll say is we do have a bad reputation for terrible fans in areas. So watch oh. out for those. 
I'm, I'm, I'm closer to Philadelphia than I am to Boston. Uh, okay. so got, that's, that, that, that's where the real, that's the team that has the bad reputation. I, I can say that because I'm a Brit. So I, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so like my buddy fans. Thomas, he's also from England. So, but he's he's oh, not okay. he, he's a recruited Celtics fan. Uh, I'm feeling like a I feel like a third wheel out of half you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very often that you're silent and uh deliberately all my moments are set up so you can't really contribute either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did send you a couple of links so that you wouldn't feel left out, so I didn't have to explain the references. Did but... you think I looked at them though? You didn't look at them? <laughs> well, that's on you there. That, that's totally on you then. If you want to be in the dark, if you want to bluff at it, you can do that. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you know this. I'm not sure what era this is from. So, Jeremy, you might have to help me on this. Um, mm -hmm. The Philadelphia fans are so bad. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles fans actually snowballed Santa when Santa came to one of the games. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's how bad the Philadelphia... <laughs> like, who doesn't love Santa? Um, the Eagles fans. That's that's valid. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles do have like the, the recent history over the Patriots with beating them uh, in that last second Philly special uh, play. But yeah, they I mean, their preparations these days, they were greasing the polls before the Super Bowl, like weeks before this year. Uh, so they uh, they definitely I guess they have a little worse than us, but uh, there are a few that make us look pretty bad, if, to be fair. My memory said me correct, Graham. I seem to remember that being around 2008 sort of time. Oh, the, which what was around 2008? The snowball incident with Santa. Oh, nah, that's a good way point. before that. That's way before that. I, I want to say it's like eight, early 80s or something. Mm. As someone who yeah. has dressed up as Santa... It was uh, 1968. Ah, whatever. Oh, it's a long, like, yeah, it was a long, long time I, ago. I, I wasn't in, yeah, that's even before I was born, man. That's how long ago <laughs> it was. Jeez. Yeah, that wasn't grand. Anyway, um, <laughs> my point is I'm not I'm not the most knowledgeable about all American sports. I grant you, Graham. But I can, I can bluff through a lot of stuff. Let's not forget, of course, that, I, that on your own show, I told you that the trophy you had was from Tom Brady's first game. <laughs> yeah, you Googled it. Well done. So, I still you had no idea. <laughs> uh, it was literally the first thing we searched for. It. it was the first thing we searched for it. How did you utilize your resources? <laughs> I, I admit that is a cool fact, and I didn't know that the that game at the Hall of Fame in uh, Canton was Tom Brady's first game. But you didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> if you're trying to claim that you knew that, no, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to claim that. The fact that you didn't know that is what amazed me. I did not think of Googling what it was. I, I just bought it because I liked the look of it. That that was the reason it I bought it. turned out to be one of 300. And it's on break. It's probably worth a shit ton of money, Graham, now. It, got... it might be. I haven't followed up For on sure. it because I bought it because I liked it. But I do need to... Mm. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it appraised. How about that? Will that make you happy? <laughs> just so you know, Graham, when it comes to Google Marines this week, I've actually got slides slides not gonna it's not gonna help powerpoint it's not gonna help <laughs> all day podcast i grant you but we're gonna pick up pick up put them up on the twitter feed ground so people know what i'm showing you oh my god I, well i'm fantastic you're just giving me extra work i'm the only person that runs the twitter <laughs> feed so you're just giving me homework oh awesome awesome now one of the re we did try and get you on um several weeks ago when we originally discussed this um you guys talked about the fact that you guys were going over to uh, to wrestlemania and yeah. we tried to fit it in either before to tell us about what you were looking forward to or afterwards to tell us what the experience was um it didn't quite work beforehand so that was why it kind of got put into this position here so yeah. we did check 
hey, hey, do you have this as any old moments? Because we can go back as far as we like on moments. Hey, we have no problem going back to mine. 1968, that's for rookies. I've been back to 42 <laughs> million years BC for one of my moments once before. So, yeah, wow. tell us about that experience. What was it like out in L.A.? It was it was very interesting. So when I go, this is my second WrestleMania I went to. I went to WrestleMania 35 in New York because that was pretty close. Uh, but we said when we did that, that L.A. was going to be our destination in terms of getting to our next mania. Uh, don't get me wrong. This is also my first time to L.A. and also was not that impressed with L.A. as a city uh, in terms of it being like, don't get, it's just so big. The traffic is everywhere. You don't really realize like it's like either rich or homeless, like everywhere it's, uh, you are one or the other. So the wrestling, we tried to focus on most of the wrestling instead of the sightseeing of the city. But uh, I I will be honest, it, it very much delivered in terms of like a weekend. So when we went, we went to the NXT show on Saturday morning, and then we went to both nights of Mania. But Friday, oh, we, yeah, Friday night for SmackDown, we actually were in the Uber and we're like, do you want to just go? We got tickets for like 30 bucks, popped over to SmackDown that night too. Um, it was different setup because in the past we usually went a couple days before and we would go to Access where you got to like meet all the wrestlers and things like that. They don't really do that unless you get like an organized, like you have to buy a package now that's like you have to buy the meet and greets and yeah. it's a little bit more expensive these days. Uh, like the, the price of our package without a hotel was like double the package that we had everything for in New York. So Oh, okay. Uh, everything's been way inflated, but what I'll say, SoFi Stadium is is absolutely gigantic and very confusing if you're going there for the first time. Uh, when you have escalators and side doors to get down to the first floor where you're sitting, uh, yeah. that is enough for me that the employees also like did not seem to want to be there, which doesn't which makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so like to get to our seats the first day was very confusing. But what I will say is. Uh, I think I'll stand by this. I, I, I'm very much someone that it is very in tune with the stages for WrestleMania. And that's something I look forward to every year. This for me was the best stage they've ever created. And it was close with WrestleMania 34, uh, New Orleans. I like my talk too. Oh, oh Matt's uh, got something else to say. I'm seeing Matt shaking his head <laughs> vigorously right now. Uh, come on, interject, sir. Yeah, please do. And then we get it here. Come on, tell us what. <laughs> Right. We'll rank all 40 for you in order, just off but the top. There's only been 39, Graham. Right, so, so far, oh, anyway. Philadelphia. <laughs> um, which I can't, I can, I can never go with him again, Graham, ever now, because of this. <laughs> WrestleMania is his, uh, wedding Res ring. WrestleMania <laughs> weekend, Graham, is my fucking anniversary. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> oh, unlucky! If I, if I want to go to Mania, it's going to be in the UK. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. Ah. Um, um, regarding thirty-nine, I actually want to say, like, yes, it actually was lovely. I did actually like how it was all. I want every preview to be back like that sort of thing again. Yeah. However, did you see how they launched it? Oh, with them uh, riding the skateboard down and in the video. Riding down a skate, riding yeah. down the ramp. And then the fireworks flow down. I'm like, really? That? You have so much money in the bank, WWE, and you chose to have three people who no one gives a fuck about. So this is a wrestling <laughs> show, not a skateboard show. You're not wrong. The delivery may have been off. 
Uh, I mean, at least uh, the giddy four Pat McAfee kicked the ball. Yeah. <laughs> at least he's I, a commentator. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I the reason I didn't care as much about the presentation is because we actually missed that completely because we were too busy during that day, that first day. You were lucky. I, I watched it. I was, I was like, <laughs> building up, building up, and building up, and it was like, wow, that the best you could do, Mella, really. It's funny, though. Uh, we met some folks that were working on the stage, actually, at the Superstore the first day we arrived. Oh, cool. And, you know, they started talking about the ins and outs, but we let them know that Twitter already had leaks, but they are like, oh, those people are going to get fired because they all signed NDAs and did, like, a bunch of things that they weren't supposed to release any footage or any images. So I'm sure they've already tracked those people down and they've already got some lawsuits on their hands, but they said it was very entertaining to do, but um, a lot of hard. I mean, I think they worked on it for like a, a week and a half. But in terms of the week, we also at so talking about the superstore. Yeah. The superstore has gotten so much better since I went there the first time. They've elevated everything, and if you like buy like the package for your tickets, you get like a your own entrance, so you can kind of skip the line. We didn't actually know about this until the after the first day, so we waited like an hour line for nothing. But I wonder. Uh, I'm glad you actually brought it up. Um, when you went, will that be before or after Dominic and Ray went and Rhea went to the superstore and wrecked Ray's stand? We were there right after that. So oh, so uh, they were there there. in the morning. We got there in LA in the morning and they were already there. Uh, so we were going later that day. I think that's 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 a great bit of fan interaction, continuing that storyline, even out in the real world. That's a good thing for fans like like us. I mean, we I mean, we see someone in the streets. We're like, "Oh, please take a picture with us," sort of thing. We we do. Sure. We, 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 we 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 say we don't. We do. Of course, it's but, pretty normal. Exactly. I think what was I think what was a uh, really interesting too, like with that pass, they did like host interviews in the back. So for the people that had the package, you were able to attend some interviews. So we attended interviews with Seamus. Uh, Austin Theory and Omas, and actually Daniel Cormier interviewed Omas, which was pretty interesting. Uh, the Austin Theory one was incredible, probably my favorite one. Uh, gave me a little bit more into his character. Like he, he, I'm a big Austin Theory person. I think he's going to be great for this company moving forward. Yeah. And uh, he cut a promo at the end that was like completely off the top of the dome for like a minute, and it was just pure gold. Uh, Seamus, we were actually lucky enough that he took pictures with us at the end. It was really, really cool. So we got some good photos with Seamus. Uh, our, our weekend was super packed with a lot of different things. Cause we also, uh, WrestleCon was also in town for in LA. So we, we did pop over to WrestleCon on Sunday. Uh, we got to meet Mercedes Monet and then we met, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker were the other ones that we got to meet. So it was super cool. Uh, it, while we were sitting in the Mercedes Monet line, Jimmy Uso was next door with uh, with Naomi or Trinity, and uh, so they were just chilling. I didn't realize he was as big in person either because it, you know, I've, I've never really got the stats on him, but he was like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, like a big guy, walk right past us. Really? And, wow. Yeah, he was like a lot bigger than I thought. Yeah, uh, and then, so he like he like walked right in front of us in line, and the next room over was Rikishi. Uh, so they were kind of chatting it up with him, but yeah, no, they're super cool. Uh, I had some really good interactions, but mania also like I, I'm, I, it's hard not to be biased when you go to WrestleMania. My first time when you went, 
So we got to the go to the last full day WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35. Um, great WrestleMania, but it I, we were just dead at the end of the day. So like 12:30 came around and you know, I, it, it it was unbelievable cuz the the rain started literally as soon as Mania ended. It did. And our our transportation was uh the train and the train was supposed to be working. Apparently all the trains were out of commission except for one train. Uh, we ended up standing in the phone with all three phones dead uh, between us for till about like 2.33 a.m. Oh. Uh, and then a taxi came up to us and was like, you know, I can I can give you $150 to go 20 minutes. And I was like, all right, we just have no choice because we couldn't get an Uber either. So mm. to say the least in L.A., that did not happen. We learned from our mistakes. But, uh, you know, the hospitality and stuff at, at SoFi Stadium. The other thing about SoFi Stadium, the food. The food was really good, but the food stands, they sucked. Uh, there was minimalistic like op- options, really. And I would think there'd be way more. So we stood in food lines every time you wanted food for at least an hour and a half. I couldn't even get nachos at WrestleMania 35. I was pissed. Oh, I was like, God. come on. It wasn't even that late into the show. It was only about halfway into the show. I was like, ridiculous. Even halfway, Graham. Miz, Miz and Shane was one third way into the show. Yeah, it's oh, ridiculous. God. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, this I, I mentioned walked out on Shane versus Miz. I'll be honest with you, I would too. I couldn't see anything from where we're sitting. We couldn't see anything. I, I couldn't care about that match. Well. <laughs> I want some pictures of the stadium so while I was on the inside. So I like taking the, 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 yeah, the kind of the iconography and things like that. Now, you mentioned sure. Seamus. Now, there is a connection yeah. to Boston here, and there's a connection to you as well, Max. I'm good at making those connections. So, Seamus is a big Liverpool fan. So yep. Matt and I, that's our favorite soccer team in England. And the oh, okay. football, football. I call it the football now. Liverpool FC are the same group that owns the Boston Red Sox as well. It's yep. FSG. So exactly we have that right. connection there as well. So yeah, Seamus, I, I like Seamus for the fact that he's a Liverpool fan for sure. So uh, I don't know how much you'll enjoy this, but I'm a I'm a Chelsea fan. So uh, oh oh, I'm, yeah. well, I'm that sure you're that's, Oh, that's actually really nice. I muted him. Have a reference to Chelsea in uh, my moments later, so that was unbeknownst to me. I have so that's not me adding it in because of what you just said. It's already in there. So uh, oh well, that works perfectly then. I Jeremy, Jeremy, that's that. I mean, the second time I've ever muted a guest ever. <laughs> You should be reveling this season. Uh, it's it's going no, quite terribly. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Because <laughs> I want Chelsea to go down, but it's not going to happen because there's 16 below, which are worse than them. <laughs> no, they're not going down. They're not going down. They should on form. Uh, perhaps on form, but Everton, uh, uh, Everton going down. We can't, we can't get too greedy in one year, Matt. If Everton gets to go down, <laughs> I want though. I want, I want, I want. Oh, I, I understand. I want to as well. But it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> not if they'd have that, if they'd had that form earlier in the season, they could be in more of a fight. It you is still mathematically gonna... possible, at least. You know, going to make my season, Graham. Is the fact that if Chelsea and Everton both go down, Liverpool beat United at fourth spot, and. Arsenal the nice city of a title. It can all happen. It could. It could. It could. City with no trophies, Graham. <laughs> no, that's definitely not happening. But Pep I, I out. Understand. I understand. Hey, I'm going to move this conversation on a little bit. Um, before I do, though, um, we'll definitely do this at the end as well. Can you just tell us a little bit about your podcast? Tell us about your co-hosts, what you do, yes, when you record, they, where they we were, find They were you, generous enough to give us a shout-out like on that. their show today, Graham, which came out today. 
Yeah, we did. Listen to that. I haven't listened to that because I've been at work and I can't get Wi-Fi on my iPod at school, unfortunately. But I will be listening later. I have been listening to the last three this week. I've been catching up. I've been catching oh, up. Oh, much appreciated. So we we do release twice a week. We've been a little bit off our game the past couple of weeks. It's usually a Tuesday release and a Friday release. Um, but yeah, so me, my buddy Sean and Chris, uh, we've been best friends, honestly, since sixth grade. But we just grew up watching wrestling. Uh, so for, I would say for the past like year and a half, we've talked about creating a podcast. And I would say about, you know, six, five, six months ago, we kind of just was like, all right, let's just do it. We'll work out the kinks and go from there. Um, so we uh, really on a basis of we didn't really want to be like a just a review show. So we wanted to add some cool elements, like some fantasy booking things. So one of our recent episodes was like, that's going to come out actually as a bonus episode tomorrow is an AEW versus WWE Forbidden Door. We did a draft uh all-time superstars this past couple weeks our past few episodes uh so we do a lot of different things we try and be as controversial as possible but we do have some similarities but also some very big differences for me i uh i'm working with two people and two folks that love roman reigns and i have never been a roman reigns fan back in the shield uh so for me like i've basically said like until the last two years He's pretty much not earned anything that he's gotten, so it's uh, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite crazy. Me. <laughs> Listen, me. the past two years has been great for him, and and I've even enjoyed his thing. But what I will say, everything before that did absolutely nothing for me, and I thought he was just, uh, you know, just kind of out there, just just a main event guy that was forced down your throat, so. Uh, they should have done this turn a long time ago, but that's what I deal with on a week to week basis. Usually when I have a controversial take, it's against the other two folks that are on the podcast and I'm uh, on my own Island. You always make for the most entertaining episodes. If you agree on everything, it's the, it's the dullest podcast. Of this all. is why we're called good cop, bad cop. We... <laughs> we're actually good cop. We always agree on everything. Bad cop, never. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it started off more that you were WWE, and I was I preferred AEW. But now I, I just and indeed I have just stopped stopped watching AEW. Not because it's bad or anything. I just I stopped watching. I watch Impact more. I wonder if that's the reason. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We're we kind of more on the same page now. I know what you're talking about when you talk about WWE. Before it was like <laughs> if it's not mentioned in a two minute highlight on YouTube, then I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've gone in lulls too, and I think that's why, like, going back to the podcast has kept me consistent on a lot of things. Is like, I think back in like 2011 to like 2013, those are like tough times to watch WWE television, and maybe I was just in a different yeah. frame of You're mind. You're not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. But yeah, no, I've I've been through phases, and uh, you know, we're hoping to come out of it, and this is like urged us to like stay on top of things. But yeah, so honestly, it's just three friends just chatting it up, but. Uh, keeping it a little more organized these days. Awesome. Where can you? Uh, where can we? Where can people hear you? Where Where can people? Oh yeah. So we do um, Apple, Spotify, um, and then so that is like MR Wrestling Pod. That's our Twitter, our Instagram. But we also do certain episodes on YouTube. So we do it a similar format to this, um, but we do have the video version as well. We don't release every episode on you out on YouTube, but. Our favorite shows, usually we do our prediction shows or the fantasy booking. Um, so we do we do predictions for every pay-per-view. And how we do it, we do like a confidence points game. So the person with the most points gets gets the win at the end of the at the end of the pay-per-view. 
Um, but basically, we go through the matches, and however confident you are, you put the highest amount of points on. Anything, if anything like the backlash predictions were, no spoilers for people who haven't listened to your episode this week. Yes, um, someone breaks the rules slightly, and I'm thinking like, <laughs> my dude, yes, my dude. I'm like, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> attack predictions podcast. If so, you are a follower of our podcast and you listen on a weekly basis, you will know Sean on our podcast breaks the rules for everything that we're doing every single week. Sounds- somehow it is completely avoided, and he breaks it somehow. So, well, stay maybe, tuned for that. Maybe around. <laughs> Mm, May 22nd, maybe it's time. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I have found in this week that I have to be very careful now where I'm typing on Twitter. Our good friend High Five Tom is start his Twitter feed starts with at MWR. Um, oh, wow. Starts with M-R-W. So yes. I got to be very careful if I'm typing. Sometimes my left hand's a little quicker <laughs> than the right hand and I get the wrong. I'm like, nope, that's the wrong. But yes. I've yeah. tagged people wrong as well. <laughs> um, bearing in mind, I tried to tag Matt and tag totally the wrong. <laughs> bearing in mind, me and Graham have been friends for many, many years. We've done, <laughs> we've done this show for five years, nearly now, <laughs> and Graham still forget to put the UK at the end of my, end of my Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't see it because you didn't tag me. <laughs> it, I don't know what's right. It's, I think it's either on, it's either my laptop or my phone, but one, unless you put every character in, it doesn't know who it is. It won't predict it. Whereas one or the other, it, you type in the first few letters. I mean, Elon, I do. Do you mean this? And it's like, uh, so I don't know. But yeah, it's really annoying when I can't remember what somebody's Twitter feed handle is and I have to type in the whole thing to get it. But hey, hey, that sounds like a bad cop moment, but I think it's time to get onto those good cop moments. So let's do it, guys. Let's do it. And said this line in a long time. Guests always get to go first, so we don't spoil your moments potentially. So, Jeremy, you're up first to bat. What do you got for us as your main good cop moment of the week? Or uh, time frame you like? Yeah, the one I want to highlight the most, I think, is uh, the one I'm most excited for as well is the NXT call ups of JD McDonough and Cameron Grimes. Uh, those two were two of my favorites in NXT. And for me, it's really been uh, a long time coming. Cameron Grimes seems to have been off TV for uh, quite a long time now. I think at least four or five months. And uh, J. Mc- JD McDonough just had his go away match with Dragon Lee this week on NXT. If you haven't watched it, it's quite, um, quite an entertaining match. Uh, but for me, I think JD McDonough is my, you know, they've talked about adding someone to the Judgment Day. He is the dynamite move for me that, you know, no pun intended for AEW, but uh, he would be the slam dunk move for to add to Judgment Day. So that would be my good cop moment of the week is JD McDonough potentially getting called up and going into Judgment Day. Did I, and I didn't know this until this week. Wasn't he trained by Finn Balor? Is that what I heard? He was. Yeah, they trained in the same gym together. Now, Matt, I have a feeling you might have a different take on this. You're unusually <laughs> silent, so I'm going to um, I can see from your facial expression that you might want to <laughs> say something. So go ahead. Cameron Grimes is a fantastic call-up in his main <laughs> roster. <laughs> all right, you're going to avoid it. Okay, all right, fine. Um, I think Micah might be um, putting on some buttons here um, a little bit, as in our DADA thing. Be careful what you say here, Matt. Um, given that I haven't heard any what's happened regarding the allegations from a speaking out movement with Jordan Devlin, as he was known at the time. Um, I don't know whether or not 
and if that was re- resolved um, in terms of the wrestler, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal wrestler. No question about that. As a human being, um, I reserve judgment until I fi- until it is proved one way or another. As always, innocent until proven guilty. We know that Speak Up Even was great for, for bringing attention to abuse and all that stuff. There was also some that was that was made up and that was wrong, obviously. I don't know where that is. So I'm going to reserve judgment regarding him as a person until I hear about that. As a wrestler, great call up for sure. But why was it not part of the main draft? Why is it supplemental? That's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Do what the NXT people were as well. Mm. Mm. NXT, um, well, to be fair, it's, um, I've got NXT this week, obviously, a lot of goodbyes happened. Um, in fact, that's actually, um, Part of my, uh, actually my part of my good cop moment actually as well. So I can actually just piggyback off of you to do mine at the same time. So it's perfect. Uh, the draft was good, mainly because Vince's grubby hands weren't all over it. Um, you could tell it didn't feel like Vince's hands were all over it anyway. It felt like a it should be, should be nice and simple, shouldn't be, you know, obvious and this and the other. Um, I'm glad that I was proved right, and the NXT women's tag titles have, are now on the main roster because they'll be folded into the other tech women's tag titles to be defended on all three brands, which is how it always was meant to be in the first place. The only reason was because people wouldn't go down to NXT and defend them because of the COVID pandemic at the time, oh, and nice. that's that's fine, there's no need for them now. So it's much better, especially as how NXT haven't got a women's division anymore, effectively. Um, they will do. It'll just take a take a take a couple of weeks from to, to reestablish it. They've got a new. I've got to admit, it's really bad. But when Indy Hartwell put the championship on the floor and walked out of ring with, with with Dexter carrying her off to Monday Night Raw, which was really lovely, I loved that. It was a perfect set fell up for her. I didn't. Rec- I recognised three of the women who started fighting over the women's championship in in the, around the ring, but mainly because I don't watch a lot of NXT, and that's on me. I don't either, honestly. I, I think I stopped after the black and gold uh, shattering. And then 2.0, like, I have not been uh, up to date with what's going on. It's better than the better since 2.0 I was got rid of by Sean, for sure. It's got better than that for, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, um, there is another switch, which was not made at all public as well. There's been another, there's been another trade that happened, and that is the two ring announcers have swapped brands. Yeah. Yes. But that's because of the fact that Ricochet switched and they like to keep uh, people who are dating or in a relationship together. So that was one of the re- that was the reason that happened. It's, Triple uh, H likes to do that. Vince didn't give a damn. Well, well which goes to show how how things are better now. Did I also I, hear Indy Hartwell's injured right now as well? Yeah, she's got busted ankle, yeah. There yeah. were some questionable things about the call-ups, like calling up both women's tag teams that were in the match on Tuesday so obviously that guaranteed that they weren't staying and also Indy being injured Grayson Waller getting called up him being injured uh when are my biggest thing is when people get called up from NXT I want the immediate impact somehow and I think that they struggle with that yes I think they struggle with that still to this day I don't I think they like bring them up and they wait like six months and then they figure it out let's let's Um, not go of Gable Stevenson yeah (laughs) Oh god! Drafted twice and never made the appearance. <laughs> <laughs> twice. Yeah. Um, but I think the 
the draft was good though in in general. I mean, there are some people out there saying, "Oh, but you know, they 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 put the LWO on SmackDown, Jump Down on Raw. What does that mean?" I'm like, "Well, it means that that storyline's going to end at Backlash, which is how it should end, because back after Backlash, new all new storylines will go on from there because that's when the rosters come into effect." I've no problem with that. Don't go into Monday night on Raw. It's fun. I've seen I've seen tweets already this week that people are complaining, and I'm like, just wait until next week when the draft actually goes into into effect. We haven't even got there yet. Yeah, my feedback <laughs> my feedback actually has a bit of an unsure cop moment in it. <laughs> so we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, Graham, what about you for good cop moment? I'm going to ask that you give me a little bit of leniency to begin with, and you know that I'll bring this back to a wrestling field eventually. Get okay? used to it, mate. You get used I to wanna, it. I want to talk to begin with about the King of Collectibles, uh, a show called The Golden Touch, Golden Touch on Netflix. Um, it's about um, basically somebody who runs a high-end auction for sports marketing stuff. So no, I'm like, field that I talk about my good card, bad card, and things like that that definitely appealed to that side of it i know you don't know much about baseball matt but i can bring you in on this i know you know who jackie robinson is so yeah. they had his 1951 brooklyn dodgers jersey oh, um, wow. that he wore for most of that season and um, they it's not like you get a new one every day like you probably do now and you kind of give away like they had three for the whole year and it wow. even had a blood stain on it it was like so it was like oh my <laughs> gosh it's jackie robinson's blood um the record for a jersey at the time was 3.6 million and these I people guess. were trying to sell this one for 10 minutes. Oh my god, I didn't even get to my foot past my first line. Yes, go on, go on. <laughs> I was gonna say, can I guess? You give me the answer now. I was gonna say, can I guess how oh, much you're gonna go for? Oh. You give me the answer already. No, no, I didn't. It was 3.6 million. They wanted to put a reserve on it for 10 million, which okay. is crazy. Uh, Babe Ruth jersey had sold for 5 million. So, do you think the main managed to get 10 million, or do you think they got more than that, or do you think it didn't make the reserve? My personal belief is Jack Robinson is probably the most influential baseball player of all time. Okay. So, Even more than Babe Ruth. So how much did it go for then? I've how much I think I think should have gone for twenty-five million personally, that sort of figure. But I reckon it went for under a million. Under a million? Because people have more significant. Okay, I, I better tell you, Jeremy. Uh, the re, the, the re... Matt had to take a math uh, a math test recently because it's not his strongest suit. So when I said that this is more significant than one that's worth three point six million, his Graham. first guess is to go lower than that. <laughs> scale Graham, 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 just because it's significant doesn't mean people are going to pay reserves. All right, so you think it went for one million? I think that people would have undervalued it. Okay, well, I'm glad you interrupted me for such a stupid guess. Um, it did not go for 10 million. It went for 7.2 million, and as it didn't reach the reserve, the auction company got nothing from it at all. Um, they did sell one of his bats, which I remember seeing uh, mentioned on another story because obviously this is recorded probably like a year ago or something. Um, his bat did go for over a million dollars that he used in wow. the All Star game in Brooklyn. Um, soccer to link it back to you, mate. Uh, they did sell um, a messy jersey on there as well. Uh, basketball, Steph Curry, gold refractor. A kid pulled a wow. card that was one out of. 50 it's like oh my god so anyway i'm loving that show so far but to link it back the other thing that came on this week of course was the return of wwe's most wanted uh wow. season two episode one stone cold steve austin 
obviously a good cop moment. Who doesn't love, love Stone Cold Steve Austin? To make that show even better than the first series, Top Dollar's gone. Ooh, thank God for that. Um, <laughs> and you're going to like the replacement, Matt, in case you don't know. It's Booker T. So if oh. he's doing that show, that means he might not be able to do commentary. So you might see less of him on your screen. <laughs> so you might actually like the fact that Booker T's on it. Oh, oh, Matt's covering his face now. That means, oh my God, I can't watch this show now then because Booker T's on it. Now, it's not just Booker T, Matt. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Triple H, being Triple H, has put together a team oh, wow. this time. So it's uh, Booker T, it's Lita, and it's Mick Foley. I was like, oh my gosh, oh. this is great. With three people, you can actually, uh, with more contacts, slightly different eras, they can actually go and get more stuff. Now, obviously, Steve has a lot of his vests. He had a lot of stuff in his um, in his mansion. So they were looking through things like that. Um, they tried to track down his knee brace as well that he wore. Um, so that was one of the things. I'm not going to go into too many spoilers. I don't think it matters anyway if there are spoilers for this. They did look for the cement mixer that poured all the concrete <laughs> into uh, Vince's uh, Corvette, which I was like, oh my God, that would be that's awesome that they tried to track that down. That would and be hilarious. surprisingly, they actually still have the Corvette that's got all the cement in it. Oh my um, gosh. Wow. Some really crazy stuff from the first episode. Um, I'm looking forward for that season to continue. I, I find that history side of things really interesting and a follow-up show as well i didn't write down the title it's like steve Col uh, stone cold takes on america or something um there was three segments the first and third segments i loved i think it could be really interesting the second series was as dull as dishwater if they would put that one on first i probably would have switched the show off um, but i think <laughs> it has a lot of potential because steve has a lot of charisma so stone cold steve austin is kind of my main good cop moment for the week i guess that's awesome can i follow up with just another good another good moment uh talking about mick foley uh, we actually went to an after party and he did like a talk for like 45 minutes about stories and just him wrestling. Uh, but what I found was fantastic was his favorite moment wrestling was I forget. I think he said he was in Alaska wrestling Terry Funk in this gymnasium that was like literally like 20 to 15 degrees. And he said oh, every, there was there was literally he said in the in the crowd, there was probably like 30 or 40 people. But he said it was his his best match he's ever wrestled and also the most deadliest because they just, I guess it was just all, you know, they just gimmicked up for everything. So they had the barbed wire, all the stuff. Uh, but he said it was his favorite moment wrestling. And I, it, it amazes me, someone like him, because you can see, like, when I saw him, like, he had trouble getting off the stage. He told us all to yeah. close his eyes, yeah. uh, close our eyes while he was getting off because he was struggling so much. It's amazing what that man put his body through. Yeah, he uh, sacrificed a lot. Yeah, 15, 20 degrees. Nothing totally warm. Uh, Matthew, <laughs> we are talking Fahrenheit, not centigrade. Oh, yes. Jeez. Uh, this is why I have to appear on the show. I have to be the bilingual person <laughs> that, that translates for American to English and English to American. That, that's kind of my role on this show. All right, so let's get to those speed cop, uh, the speed moment. If there's anything else that you consider a good cop moment, uh, you got 90 seconds. We do 90 seconds because if I let Matt go for everything, he would take another hour on this. So it'd be 90 minutes rather than 90 seconds. So uh, what else have you got? for us jeremy anything else that caught your eye this week yeah uh shout out to AEW for selling sixty thousand tickets as of today for uh all in in the united kingdom uh i think for them this is very big because this is something i think a lot of people were worried about me myself especially i've been to a couple AEW shows here in the states and they struggle to sell out eight thousand person arenas so it just tells you how big of a presence wrestling is in the uk and overseas uh, some of the best crowds in terms of pay-per-views that I've watched. I've never attended one, but 
that's on the bucket list. Uh, besides that, I agree. The draft was fantastic. Um, also, I'm, you know, I just, another shout out, another over, you know, in Puerto Rico for backlash this week. I think that is going to be another crowd that really, they haven't had an event in quite a long time. So for me, I think it's just going to be a fantastic weekend for them. I know a couple of pe- people at work that are actually going. Um, so I'm quite jealous, but, uh, Ooh. yeah, a couple of my colleagues, their boyfriends got them involved in wrestling. So they're now along for the ride, but, uh, it, it's going to be a great, great show. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a good show for sure. All right, Matt, what you got? Okay. First of all, okay. First of all, the WWE world, world heavyweight championship tournament will start this coming week on Monday night raw. It was all announced by triple H at the Puerto Rico press conference about three hours ago. Um, it'll start this week on Raw with two triple threat matches, with with the winner of both facing each other in the main events. And then it'll continue on SmackDown this, this coming Friday, with two triple threat matches, the winners facing each other in the main event. The winners will face each other on at Night of Champions, Raw versus SmackDown at Night of Champions to determine the new World Heavyweight Champion. If a SmackDown Superstar wins, they will move to Raw as the World Heavyweight Champion. Now, why is this a good... Now, this is a, obviously, it's a great thing, obviously, the championship. It's also a bit good because at this point, I can really piss Jeremy off. Acknowledge me. Uh, Roman Reigns is in the tournament. <sighs> Roman Reigns is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship as well. Right, I'm uh, going to stop doing a pod. It could, it could generally happen. And um, also, this is a really great thing from the... Uh, to show you exactly what it was, I'm going to share with you guys the... Um, Your three seconds. Yep, yeah, it, it's here. This is the, the conversation. I'm... Bad Bunny <laughs> and Damien Priest. Triple H between the two of them. And uh, he, he slapped face and then legged it. <laughs> and Triple H actually held him back. It was brutal. It was brilliant. And I loved it. I love how we can do 235 shows. We extended it from 60 seconds to 90 seconds. And he still can't <laughs> stay within that time. Only because I've never shared a screen before properly on this. On this. I actually thought of sharing my screen for this one as well, but I decided not to. All yeah. right, let me talk about this. So streaks are obviously a big part of wrestling, and when I run my moments down and I listen to your podcast, Jeremy, you actually talked about some of these streaks. You talked about, obviously, we got Undertaker at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns' current streak. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, now I also want to talk about another massive streak in wrestling this week and it's not about Chelsea's current losing streak I had that line prepared before (laughs) Um, I want to talk about one that's relevant in this area in DC and this is why I sent you the video Matt I wasn't sure if you were aware of the Washington Nationals racing presidents George Washington, Tom Jefferson Abe Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt now why the heck am I talking about this on a wrestling podcast well on May 1st as far as I can tell it might have been May 2nd um, stars from AEW were part of the match as well 
So it started off with George is currently on a 15 and 0 streak right now, which is unheard of in uh, presidential race history. Um, George, um, as he came along, uh, Tom Jefferson was taken out by Chucky Taylor. Uh, Abe was taken out by Chris Statlander. Wheeler Utah put Teddy through a table, but it didn't break, and they had to kind of flip the table. He actually sold it really well in the end. And uh, it looked like George was going to win again until Orange Cassidy refused to let him pass the line and actually gave him an orange punch on the line, uh, finally allowing Tom to get back up and win. And what I hadn't realized, and I don't know how long they've been doing this, they actually give them a WWE belt for the winner of the presidential race now. So they actually celebrate by giving them the actual belt. So I thought that was pretty cool. And as you went over, then screw you, Matt, I'm going over as well because I had a few other things I wanted to talk about oh. as well. Uh, Logan Easton LaRoe had a match against Wardlow on AEW. Matt has interviewed Logan Easton LaRoe, so I, I oh, cool. begin you up like this. Uh, return of Hikaru Shida as well, turning on the Outcast. I did watch AEW this week. And uh, <laughs> Gresham and Speedball again on Impact. Um, just make it a best of 53 match and we'll, we'll have that match on every single week on Impact and you'll have no complaints from me. Um, once again, an absolute banger. Wherever they put that match on, it's always going to be good. Banger after banger after banger <laughs> after banger. So the clip I sent you, Matt, was just a presidential race. I am going to post on Twitter the one with um, the, the what, what they call best friends, uh, the one with the yeah. best friends. But it, it was really good. The guy who's commentating on that race would make a great wrestling commentator. Uh, it was really cool. Put him in for Booker T. <laughs> Don't, make Don't make me unfriend you. Don't make me unfriend you. <laughs> no, regarding you just proposed getting rid of Booker T. You're not listening. I've, you yeah. want, you yeah. want to keep Booker T on commentary? All right, we can arrange that. I didn't. I know. I thought he meant put Booker T on their commentary as well. Don't, oh no, 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 no! I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I am not big because he ruins every, Booker T ruins all the all the special surprises always. <laughs> he knows everything beforehand and spoils it all on commentary. He can get in the fucking bin. Um, <laughs> right. Um, regarding Orange Cassidy, though, um, did he not just like 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 the weak punches and kicks? He did not. No, he gave him an orange punch. He stopped <laughs> George's streak um, and allowed Tom to get the first win of the se- first non-George victory for the season. Yeah, that's not Orange Cassidy. I know and love. He had the belt prepared already in his uh, backpack. That was that's, the orange. But that's Cassidy that's winner. Orange Cassidy. We know and love. Uh huh. Was it? Yeah. Was it he, just for clarification, because you did say WWE Championship, was that AEW Championship? Oh, I, I, no, it wasn't. It was a WWE belt. It's the belt that you bought at WrestleMania 35. There was mm. actually, a, it looked like it was a different, I think actually the one that I just talked about had the AEW Championship. But when I went back and watched the the clip that I sent you, I noticed that they had a WWE belt. So I was like, oh, they must. So mm. they might have been doing that for years for all I know. I, I don't watch those presidential races mm. that close. Uh, in the day, I did because there was uh, I just thought I would another check. streak. Teddy didn't win a race for about eight years, I think it was, and <laughs> everyone was rooting for Teddy to get a win. Um, but yeah, they certainly didn't do it when I used to watch it back in the day. But yeah, yep. All right, we got to move on. We talked about the good. We got to look at that flip side as well. Let's get to those bad cop moments. Do it. Good. Bad. Sure, me talking about Booker T was a bad cop moment for Matt, but we'll we'll have the real ones right <laughs> now. So, Jeremy, once again, you lead off the second inning. So, what's your main bad cop moment? Uh, my main bad cop moment may have been someone's good cop moment. So, I have the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. Uh, for me, the it's just the make it make sense, right? So, if you had a draft and now you have the World Heavyweight Championship exclusive to Raw. Uh, why am I having SmackDown wrestlers in the tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship? 
for me, uh, this just jumped off the page for me this morning and was like, that's it. I don't have to talk about anything else. So I'm actually excited. I'm opposing. Uh, yeah, I, I just I also like think they've kind of jumbled this mess uh, with the world title. And I'm very interested to see which route they go now, because originally my proposed idea for it would have been Seth versus Cody with Seth finally getting his win back against Cody. So I think that was the match to make. Uh, now I have no idea. So that's my backdrop moment is uh, make it make sense for me. This tournament doesn't make sense now. I can make it make sense for you. <laughs> Very simply. They, 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 they want to put someone on Raw um, from SmackDown, but they didn't put a draft. I'm aware. Just had a draft. Anything that Jeremy said. <laughs> I'm aware, Graham, but the draft happened and it was done for Monday. I'm guessing the creative plans have changed, and that's why they've announced this now. Um, plus, um, all the talk about it being Seth um, or Cody and all this stuff. Karen Cross. Sorry? Karen <laughs> Cross. Who's going to win it? Karen Cross will win the tournament and then go to Raw with, with Scarlett. And then he's got all these new people to face as well. Uh, hold oh. on. What? Isn't he, didn't he already get drafted by Raw? To SmackDown. He got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, he got which drafted. I, I agree was probably a mistake, but I wouldn't necessarily give him the world title to prove the mistake. Right? Maybe not, what? but it's something. It's something different. I mean, otherwise, Shinsuke Nakamura on Raw. Hell yes. I'd love to see Shinsuke have a world championship. Um, I had another point to make. Well, while you're thinking about it, is your bad cop moment that you said you were going to make sense of Jeremy's point and you just... Yeah, no, there is a point. There is a, there is a you, point. Didn't, you didn't convince him, like, even in the slides. No. He actually <laughs> reinforced his argument that it makes no sense at all. Mm. Well, Was that the point you were trying to make? No, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Uh, uh, AEW TV programming is my bad cop moment of the week. Um, okay. Dark and dark elevation... Are they gone? Are they not gone? Uh, well, they seem to be gone. Uh, a, a, according to reports coming out this week, Rampage is going to be what Dark and Dark Ocean was. And if that's the case, then fine. Rampage is going to remain on TV. Um, it's going to be filmed back-to-back -back with Dynamite still on Wednesdays. I mean, I'm fine with that. And apparently Collision and Ring of Honor will be filmed back-to-back -back on Saturdays. I have no problem with this. Except the fact that why do you need a brand split in AEW? It feels like they're just trying to copy what WWE done. I mean, WWE has done the draft how many times this draft split and never got it right? All right. Can I speak up then? Give me my tongue for a while you, right now. So you, numerous times you've complained about, oh, they got all these great wrestlers. They never get a chance to wrestle. They're always sat back in catering. Okay, you got a brand split now. You got two different rosters. You can actually start utilizing those people. So you complain when they don't do it, and you complain when they do it. Oh my gosh, you're so British. It's not even funny. So, so <laughs> you have two world championships in AEW. Sure, why not? Who cares? Okay, okay. I'm I'm just gonna say, pick them. Now, 
Who would you put? You want me to pick him? You if don't you, want me to pick him because I want Orange Cassidy as one of them. I would, I would be all behind Orange Cassidy. Let, let, put it on Orange. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's fully embrace the, the Mount Rush. All right, if you let me pick podcast. it. All right, okay. You asked me to do it, so I'll do it then, okay? Just to piss you off, I'm taking... Well, Orange Cassidy you'll agree with, and I want my other one to be CM Punk. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. But that's just despite you. No, it makes perfect just, sense. That's to just, to, just to comment on the brand split, that is why. The brand split is happening is because I think in AEW, I think a little bit more than necessary, the inmates run the asylum. I think Tony Khan doesn't necessarily have control like he should of the wrestlers. And they're, he's kind of appeasing to everyone with this. The elite don't want to work with Punk. Punk is open to working with anyone. So they've said. Punk wants, uh, to, work, Punk wants to work for the company, but yeah. no wants to work with Punk. I, I mean, sometimes you just have to. You know, if I don't want to work with someone in my job, I don't really have a choice. You got to exactly. just deal with it. Granted, but exactly. Punk has Most pissed off everyone. Punk has pissed off the two biggest wrestling companies in the world. Both would have him back, obviously. They, they're they going to have him back. Both would want him back, to be honest. He sells mm. tickets. I've, he sells. I have opinion that he is too toxic to work for any company. He's too toxic. I think the proof is in the pudding when it comes to AEW, especially when he's been on AEW. There are over a million every week that he's there. So when he's there, it's only good for that company. I don't care if he's toxic with the other wrestlers. They'll just have to deal with it. And if they deal with it over time, it's going to get better. And in my eyes, like AEW is better with Punk. I've said this since he's been gone. Oh, Jeremy, you're gonna be you're gonna be on a regular. You're gonna be coming on weekly. <laughs> I need people to help to back me against Matt because he he never agrees with me on anything. Now, <laughs> now, he, CM Punk is so big that when he left WWE, fans were chanting his name for seven or eight years after he left. So yep. it might have been toxic, but the fans really want to see Punk. Um, and he brings in the money. Like you know, you mentioned on multiple weeks that I'm really tight with my money. I bought myself a CM Punk shirt as soon as he uh, joined AEW. I don't normally do that. There's not. Yeah. I can't think of many other cases when I, I chose to do that. I didn't even do that with Orange Cassidy. And you know that I loved Orange Cassidy on the indies as well. So he definitely um, he definitely puts butts in seat. He definitely sells things. He gets people talking about the product. You know there's no such... <laughs> it doesn't matter what the news is. You want people talking about your product, good or bad. And he definitely gets that. So, like you said, the other people might just have to suck it up a little bit. All right, you don't get on well with them? That's fine. You don't have to be friends with them, but we need you to wrestle against this person. But what if they don't want to? As, well, you go work for another company then. As Jeremy, as Bye. Jeremy, You're nowhere near as big as CM Punk. Bye. See I you. agree. As Jeremy said, though, the inmate from this item at AEW, Khan has no control over the people who he has it under contract. They've got guaranteed contracts working for AEW, they can sit at home and get paid. But I do think people like Chris Jericho and have a lot of say and a lot of pull in the veterans. Jerry and Jericho. even Jer- Jericho's, you know, already come out and said that he's going to work with him. It's not like, well, he I think it's just, he, he wasn't. It's just select few. I, they had a, I think they had a meeting recently and it was fine. Like they're going to work together. Like I, the... you just have to grow up a bit. Did you see that picture that showed like the proposed brand split and something? And for some reason, it said Christ Jericho. Is that a, <laughs> I did not. Is see that, that a new? Uh, we know he likes to change his gimmick every. No, so no, Graham, Graham, but there's a hyphen there. Christ Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> How is he still going as well as he is in his early fifties? I'm not sure. Unbelievable. Phenomenal. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I hope I can go like that when I'm, 50, when I'm in my early 50s. Graham, you, you should know it. Well, Graham, already you haven't just turned 52 yourself. Uh, no, I haven't, as you well know. That is not true. <laughs> Every week I get the age wrong intentionally. <laughs> uh, I know you do. But as you get older, it definitely each decade sucks but, more than the previous But one. the fact of the matter is, we've completely strayed from the point I was making. The, the, <laughs> That's the, the whole point. The, no, the, <laughs> that was the, my favourite bit of the show. <laughs> the, the brand split at AEW, does it need to happen? Yes. Why? I think so. They, just they have you. too much talent. Yeah. They but have too got, much talent. Got, if they've got two two-hour shows now, they've got two two-hour shows, plus Ring of Honor, plus um, Rampage, do they need a split? That's still less than the WWE has. Yeah. Raw, SmackDown, I mean, NXT, Level Up. Just for up, an example, your trio's champions just came on TV this week uh, for AEW. And that's Who the first they now? time they've been on TV, A House of Black. That's the first time they've been on TV, I think, since they've won. And it's been four weeks. What did that tell you? A little people, bit about... People just disappear off TV. They'll, they'll be in there one way, and then a, a month goes by, and you don't realize where they are. Is this also to facilitate the house shows as well? I wondered if that was part of the reason for the Well, let's not forget, of course, the house shows. Not, so. They're not being paid for house shows, are they? We, we mentioned that before, didn't they're, we? They're being paid pretty well, anyway. But they are, just, of course. They're but... getting merch. I assume they get a cut of the merch that's sold at those things as well. So it's not like they're not getting paid. They're, they're Granted, getting something. But it's... I do think that they've got a bit... They're getting kind of a bad deal. Especially seeing as mocks were being pulled from, from shows he was booked for... We 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 talked about this about a month ago. Mark being I, I, from the show, and that was wrong. I, I agree, but you, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised for such a, a company with such valuable assets that you don't make that contract as explicit as it actually was. And that does sound kind of strange. But if it says you'll work for whatever shows we ask you to do, then the wrestlers kind of must have known at some point. Or if they didn't know, that's bad on Tony for not saying that. But you'd want to be clear. You don't want to piss off, off your wrestlers for no of reason. Don't. No, uh, I'm sure contracts going forward, you would hope that it would be a lot clearer with that. They need to be for sure because, yeah. because we haven't mentioned at the time, I'm sure Jeremy will agree on this one. If you were going to go to an independent show and it and it had like, I'm going to say for example here, like, like Warhorse versus John Moxley, deathmatch, sign me up right now, absolutely. And then they say, like, No, Moxley's pulled. He can't work. He's working for us that night. For he, he, they can't do your show. So Warhorse ends up facing a great, a great indie star. Don't get me wrong, but all of a sudden, somebody's like, "Well, that's not what you advertise. We want money back." Granted, it's always card is something to change in professional wrestling. I know that firsthand working for an indie company, but some people have bought that ticket because that name was advertised. And absolutely. And hard subject to change. If you don't know that as an indie fan, then you're pretty stupid as well. Absolutely. I was about to throw a name out to you, and I realized I should have mentioned, I should have put this as part of my devil's advocate for you, Max. It would have been perfect. So I was going to cynically suggest it would be Warhorse versus Alicia Fox. Now she's available to wrestle as well. I didn't even know she was still with WWE. I thought she'd gone, like a lot of people. Like she's still Me with either. WWE. I had no idea. <laughs> Alicia Fox is, uh, goes back to the very early days. She used to feature on almost every episode in a negative way. She was like bad cop every week. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the, yes, the days of Alicia Fox with the Bellas, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, well, you got Matt for your main bad cop moment. I've done mine. It's your turn. Oh, that was yours. Oh, okay. I thought you were still following on from Jeremy's. Okay, all right. 
Um, I got a tweet that I want to read out, and you might be able to figure out who it is from without me mentioning it. Thank you to everyone who has reached out today. After almost three years, we finally got some closure last week. I am happy and healthy and have amazing people by my side. To say it's over feels odd, but I am beyond grateful for the support and help I received over the past three years from HCSO, Tampa PD, to everyone in the courts, attorneys, friends, security, and so many more. I have a lot to say pertaining to the situation, which I feel can help a lot of people in similar situations now that the legalities are over but for now thank you all right gentlemen any ideas who that one is did you see that tweet at all no nope. sonia deville sonia deville absolutely some of the uh, took three years to do i was like oh my gosh i remember talking about it. i was like that hasn't been dealt with until now that was the sonia many <laughs> wasn't it time. yeah that was sonia many rose talk wasn't it yeah, when you look at some of the tweets that came, uh, the, the, sorry, some of the messages that were sent to her, uh, you're going to give me what I want. This is all in caps as well. Not that it even, even needs to I be remember, in caps. Yeah. There is no way you can avoid it. Mark my words, I'm going to SummerSlam with you as your boyfriend. I'm going to force you to do what I want. You should not ignore me. And wow. Now, the part that made this slightly better, because I was like, how did that take so long? Um, he was sentenced to 15 years. He pleaded guilty to multiple Good. charges, including attempted kidnapping, burglary, aggravated stalking, and he has to do 50 hours of community service after release from prison. He has received 975 days credit for time served. So he's currently set for release on August 12th, 2035. That sounded a little close, 2035. Yeah, uh, yeah, so he has been in jail for the whole time. So it's not like he's okay. been roaming the streets or anything, which I didn't realize. But that's kind of why would something as open and shut as that take nearly three years to process? Like when you read the whole articles, like he was in the room, he broke into her house. Oh, yeah. And he had all the things that you would need for kidnapping. He's got like uh, hand ties and he's got duct tape and he's got all that. Uh, he has a knife. I was like, oh my gosh, seriously scary. It was a bad cop when we first did it. Um, obviously, the good cop moment is now it's been dealt with, but the fact it took so long to me kind of stood out. Yeah, as a, for um, sure. I mean, I mean, I could list. The, I mean, in addition to that, the bad cop stuff I can list off. One, she's a, she's an MMA fighter. She'd have kicked his ass regardless. Um, secondly, she's gay. You know, so. Jog on, mate, okay? You trust me, you can't turn somebody. Okay, doesn't work that way, okay? Good luck to Sonia and whoever she decides to settle down with in the future, for sure. Um, and, yeah, good, a fantastic cop moment, the fact that this can now be buried now, and long, and hopefully that guy rots in jail. Hopefully someone gets him inside. My first draft for my devil's advocate for you, Matt, was going to be the the mo match I'm most looking forward to on August 12th, 2035 at SummerSlam is going to be Philip Thomas versus Sonya Deville. But I was like, this is too serious a moment for me to put something joking like that. So I, I did not give you that. He, wouldn't, he won't make you out of jail, Graham, I don't reckon. Because one thing they hate in jail is anyone threatening a woman, regardless, or anyone, anyone harming or threatening a child. Yeah, yeah. He won't make it out in one piece. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. All right, well, speed check time. If there's anything else that we considered a bad cop moment for 90 seconds, uh, Jeremy, you're up first. Yeah, I think for me, uh, this is a little bit of bad cop for WWE as a whole right now with the Drew McIntyre situation. Seems like they're playing around with him in terms of his contract. So from what it looks like as of today, it looks like he's going to be gone when that contract is over. So uh, I'm very intrigued to see what happens, but I think WWE doesn't realize like how big of a star they would lose with him. Someone that's made himself back on in the Indies when he left WWE first came back 
and has really been a rock for the company for like the past three or four years. And also someone that continuously gets better every time he's around a big feud. So for me, that would be the bad couple minutes for just for WWE handling the McIntyre situation. Where do you think would be a good fit for him if uh, his contract does end? It's a it's a really good question. I, I would really be interested. I I he has some roots in plenty of places. AEW or Impact probably make the most sense if I'm jumping at it. I think his style would fit. The other thing about AEW, if he went to AEW, I think he goes in there as a bona fide star and someone that I also think would really show you what the difference is between like a guy like Drew McIntyre and the guys you think are big in AEW because they don't have like a ton of like huge guys. So putting up him up against Wardlow or Luchasaurus and seeing like how big McIntyre is, but still wrestling at the capabilities able to wrestle at, uh, would be pretty fascinating to me. But I would, could see either Impact or AEW as his next destination. That's the best thing about AEW now. Somebody leaves a company, you can suddenly see all the new possible matchups. Or when people are leaving AEW, which is certainly going to happen coming up in the next couple of years, that yep. they can probably go to WWE and exactly the same thing. Yep. Yep. Matt, what you got? Okay, first thing out of the block is everyone believing everything that Dave Meltzer says about Drew McIntyre leaving WWE. Uh, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't listen to anything Shagger Dave or the fucker Alvarez say, okay? They are, they are stupid fucking pricks, okay? They're not what the fuck they're talking about, okay? <laughs> okay, um, NXT being completely decimated. By the by, the draft uh, absolutely decimated from top to bottom. The only person still left there holding the guard is Bron Breaker because no one gave a damn about him in the draft. Why was Breaker not drafted? Seriously, why is he the only one left now holding the NXT flag like Johnny Gargano used to do for the whole time and space? Really weird about that one. Um, I watched the backlash uh, press conference as I said earlier. It was I was very happy to catch it. I was watching it while I was at work. It was great. I. The fans were popping big for it with Zelina Vega coming out, Rey Mysterio. One problem, I didn't understand a fucking word of it because I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> the whole thing was in Spanish apart from five, six words. And that was all from Triple H. Everything was in fucking Spanish. Good Bad Bunny, Zelina Vega, and Rhea Ripley was the only person who came out who didn't speak Spanish. Everyone was speaking Spanish. Don't get me wrong, it's in I get that. But a predominantly English speaking audience is watching the show. At least put subtitles on it. <laughs> oh, man. Could you be any more of a white guy right now? Jeez. <laughs> I am whiter than my. Than my <laughs> but it's a, it's, I did wish I, I, I wish I could speak Spanish because it's a wonderful language. I wish my Spanish was better, because if it was, I would have delivered your devil's advocate to you in Spanish. Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> Spanish is uh, no bueno. Orale, Holmes! <laughs> I think it's perfectly reasonable uh, if the predominantly people who are in an interview, are Sp their language is Spanish, that they give their interview in Spanish. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Perfectly. <laughs> you know what, man? No. I was really suspicious. After Jeremy did his... Um, speed check you always comment on people every time you can't <laughs> let it go you have to give an opinion and i thought it was weird that you were being quiet and that's why i said all right go ahead what's your mind so yeah you're sneaky yeah right, I was I it, too. it was literally sitting there because fact that they drafted drew for a reason they drafted him uh-huh we'll see we'll see. see they made they would they wouldn't they wouldn't have done it at all there would be no quiet about it wouldn't they but no they drafted him 
All right, well, um, my bad cop uh, speed check is you're my bad cop moment. So in last week's episode, we talked about you talked about the fact that Roman Reigns is now going to be Hulk Hogan's uh, record. Now, as a maths teacher, and as for you, somebody who is not very good at maths, in relation to me, uh, you went to tell me on air that I was wrong in my calculations that I did in my head. So I went back and checked to see, and of course, I was totally right. So I said, oh, that will probably be around SummerSlam 2024. And you said, no, that's completely wrong. And I said, it's right to within about 30 days and you again said no you're completely wrong well actually if he beats hogan's record it'll be september 13th 2024 so the last few SummerSlam dates were in 2020 it was august 23rd 2021 august 21 last year it was july 30th and next year it'll be august 8th so it's always around like the middle of august type of period sometimes a little bit later sometimes a little bit earlier so i was within 30 days so uh you were totally wrong and um okay uh the other point i wanted to make was um matt i paid 30 dollars so i could watch them the njpw shows and totally forgetting that i could have watched them for free on access so when i watched impact last week straight after it was like no that's the dc show what did i just pay that for um i have watched the show from philadelphia orange cassidy match is fantastic but i could have watched it for free if i'd have just waited another couple of weeks when i'm sure it's on impact so i opened up those purse strings and boy did i re regret it this is what happens when i start being frivolous and buying pay-per-views there's something about karma, Graham, isn't there? Spent two thirds of his B-check, lambasting me for, for literally bullshitting you last week, knowingly bullshitting you to wind you up, knowing you'd have this bomb, <laughs> and then you literally ended up being $30 out of pocket. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That was one of the the few highlights of Jackson being sick. I did get the chance to watch on that day. He was, he just needed to re he just needed to rest. He didn't really need like round the clock attention. He just needed to rest. He was watching his Kindle most of the day, and I was watching wrestling most of the day. So I caught up on that three hour show, and I was listening to your podcast as well, Jeremy. It was a good chance to catch up on things. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed it last week. I should have included it last week. Oh, I know I didn't include it last week. I hadn't watched Impact in time to comment on it in time. But this week, I actually did, I did watch Impact just in case anyone else did talk about it. I was up at five o'clock this morning, so I was like, ah, let me watch that quickly before I get to, I have to go to work. All right, I think it's time for the Devil's Advocate. It's time to get into our last segment. Let's do it, guys. Good! Bad! Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of the Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling podcast. This is the Devil's Advocate section where myself and Graham and our guest this week, who is Jeremy from the, from the Mount Rushmore Wrestling podcast, we'll be throwing... Hesitation. We'll be throwing ridiculous statements at each other for 20 seconds and defend as if they are the honest truth. They have a wrestling theme to them, so 20 seconds you must defend it as it is the honest truth. Anyone there believing what we're saying is legit and not just something to try and make their person laugh in the room, take it over our devil's advocate, district attorney, Michael Pellegrini, at Dying Format on Twitter. Now, while you just mentioned Micah Pellegrini, um, I do need to mention, I said I would follow up with you. I should have probably done it off air, but too late now. Um, we were supposed to have Devoid on again as guests, and you were supposed to be talking to Derek. So I'm going to remind you that you're supposed to be following up with Derek to find out when he's available, because Micah would like to come back on the show again sometime. But I said we would like the pair of them on the show. So you're in charge again. Okay. I've already been, I've already been in touch with Derek about it. Is it when Micah's ready, he said. 
Well, obviously they're not talking to each other. All right, communication has broken down then between the groups. <laughs> oh, it's a total disaster. All right, well, I'll send a message back to Micah and let him know that they yeah, need to talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, you two, you two talk to each other and then talk to me. Okay, I'll book you in. Unbelievable. Anyway. I thought it was your fault, but I'm proposing that we actually, because we normally do a round robin. Matt, I'm proposing that we go first, so Jeremy yeah. can see the level that's uh, expected. Okay, okay. Uh, so we... just so he makes sure he knows what he's letting himself in for. Okay, are we doing wrestling only, Graham, aren't we? Okay. We're doing wrestling only, correct, yes. Uh, okay. Mine for you is, okay. and I didn't even check to see this is the right event. I hope this is right. Uh, let me just check with you. Money in the Bank, that's the one that's going on in England, right? In O2, O2 Arena, yeah. Okay, Whew. I can remember the arena. I knew it wasn't Wembley, but all right. So, forget Money in the Bank coming to England. I am more excited by the news that in 2024, SummerSlam will be coming to England. I don't think you heard that story, did you, Matt? Uh, I need to check those uh, socials a little bit closer. I am, of course, talking, though, about Newbury, England, and it's a disc golf tournament that's taking place on June 8th and June 9th. Actually, I did know about this, Graham, actually, because I can, unlike a lot of people, Graham, do actually check out on for disc golf things when they come out. Newbury, the fantastic place in England. It's got lots of great, great culture. Be it professional, I think there's a great couple of Indies in that area as well, Graham. They're perfect for you to come over and check out at the same time. And also horse racing as well. God. The the only reason I found out about it was when I was researching my bad cop moments, I tried to find out what the date was for the next SummerSlam. And then it came up as June 6th. I was like, what? And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, that's a disc golf tournament. I was like, that's perfect. Um, I'm a big disc golf fan, Jeremy. So okay, it's an obvious one to throw to Matt. All right, Matt, what you got for me, buddy? Okay. Um, I'm glad Bron Breaker didn't get called up. I want him to be the next Johnny Gargano. Oh gosh, that's a that's a big praise right now. Well, he's one of my favorites. We always talk about like if you had to show three wrestling matches to somebody to get them into wrestling, who would you show? And I mentioned multiple times it would be Johnny Gargano and Champa. So that's like a mainstay. You think of Mr. NXT, who's had more NXT events than Johnny Gargano? So no, that's actually a compliment you're paying him to be that. So you don't have to appear on a big brand or so-called big brand. NXT's a big brand as well now. Ish, sort of. Just about. <laughs> I saw I was getting towards the end, so I just hit that finish line. That's uh, the thing. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go for you got to go for a juggler. Sometimes it's it was kind of right, but I was uh yeah I was running out of steam a little bit there. I was running out a little bit of steam. Yeah. So you see how it goes, Jeremy. Now you have your decision. Do you wish to deliver or receive? I will deliver first. I have one for both of you. Bring it. Who's I'll go. First? I'll go to Matt first. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay, the one I have for you is Omas should beat Roman Reigns' streak after he hits 1,000 days. Omos is the perfect man for the job. Let's not forget, he's a free agent. He can win the World Championship on Raw, and then he can go to SmackDown, and he can win both titles there. It's absolutely doable. I mean, he would be everyone's first choice. I get that. But MVP is great on the mic to help get him over. MVP's got all that power. I think that Omos can do this. Um, do you enjoy that, Matt? <laughs> like, <laughs> I nearly... Like, 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 like swallowing fire, Graham, that one. 
I nearly oh. used something from uh, your podcast, Jeremy, as a devil's advocate as well. I thought about it. Um, I, I think it was one of your co-hosts who discussed it. Um, it was tongue-in-cheek when they said it, but that's why it would have been perfect. The yeah. Undertaker should come back and be Roman Reigns for a style. That was a very tempted. At this point, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, Roman exactly, Reigns. Exactly. Uh, but I thought that might have been a tough Delete one. Delete that, that one then. All right. <laughs> Go. Oh no! Sorry, man. I, I didn't know. Oh, I apologize. You have multiple ones anyway, and sometimes you bluff about stuff like but, that. Your devil's advocate for me, Jeremy. Okay, in reply. Okay, it's my turn. Twenty to go. seconds. Defend this statement. Tamina would have been my number one draft pick. So Tamina, legacy superstar, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Uh, she has been underutilized and undervalued for many years in WWE. And if you put her in the ring with anyone size-wise, I think she would do really well. She can battle the big women. She can battle a smaller superstar. Uh, she is able to go with anyone in the ring, and I think her career proves that. Oh, you and your boys were less than complimentary about Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that that might have been a little insider knowledge there. I was going to warn Jeremy ahead of time, make sure, be careful what you put on social media this week. <laughs> We've got a podcast, Greg. It was on the show. I know, that's funny. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh-huh. I have to be very careful what I post now. Sometimes I post stuff just so I can try and predict what his devil's advocate is going to be. So I sometimes I've started to use it against him a little bit now. But hey, Smart. all right. What you got for me, Jeremy? All right. So as I don't know how controversial this will be, but it may be depending how you rate this. Uh, as Brian Danielson said this week, he is a better wrestler than Bret Hart. Well, I didn't really watch Bret Hart much. So the only things I've seen are obviously stuff now from like the 80s and the 90s. And to be honest, that era kind of looks a little bit dated. So when you see some of the moves there, they're the standard things, that things that were considered exceptional then, are things that you see every day now. So to be honest, I would say from Brian Danielson, absolutely. He's not just in WWE, but also in AEW. So yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I don't really know much about Bret Hart, but if you ask me who was my favorite between those two, I would say Danielson. But that's... Same. I would um, also say Danielson. Can I defend that? Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Go. Brian Danielson is absolutely better than Bret Hart. For one, he's not a crippled old man. Okay, so he's perfectly, he's clearly the better wrestler. Okay, he's not bitching all the time about, about a Hall of Famer, a legitimate Hall of Famer who can put super people perfectly still and not kill them. He's clearly the better wrestler than Bret Hart. Um, <laughs> you enjoyed that too much. Bret Hart needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's had some interesting comments recently, but <laughs> I enjoyed that way too much. I'm sorry. You, you, you did, yeah. When you're volunteering to take on that, I was like, Can that's I... not necessarily a good that's start. the first in 235 episodes. Now, I've never volunteered to do Graham Devil's Advocate before. <laughs> I, I did mention that I would be prepared to change my Devil's Advocate, but Jeremy said bring it on, so we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. You um, might really. have to improvise a little bit because I don't know if you actually know who this person is, but you okay. will definitely understand the devil's advocate. All right, so this is for your perspective. My favorite wrestler... Is, hold on, let me make sure my clock's good. Yeah, My favorite wrestler is the Mexican wrestler Dark Panther because of the excellent job the Florida Panthers did in round one of the Stanley Cup finals. 
So Dark Panther, I mean, hey, worked worked against the Bruins. Dark Panther uh, is going to work against many people coming in the future in terms of being able to wrestle anyone and come from behind down three one in in a in in an improvisational match in an Iron Man match. I allowed a little bit longer because we started. There was a few seconds afterwards before we started. <laughs> I allowed a little bit enter. So, Matt, the reference was from earlier. It was uh, the Boston Bruins had a history breaking season this year with the most number of uh, points ever. 3 1 up, um, looked all to be good. And then, yeah, the Panthers came from behind and 4 3 win. So, um, Unbelievable. it seemed rather mean, but it, it merged those two worlds together. Oh, that's nice. fantastic. So, um, yeah. It was low-hanging fruit, but it was like the obvious one for the Boston fan. I got to talk about the Panthers this Oh, week. please. It's okay. I've recovered. The, the uh, Celtics didn't do me much favor the next day to help me recover, but I'm there now. <laughs> the consolation is, I think, if I, if, my, if I remember correctly from SportsCenter, I think the Panthers are 2-0 up in the next season. So They, they actually, are. They are if they go on to win really the Stanley well. Cup, then at least you can say you lost to the eventual winners. Exactly. Is that, no, no, no. Uh, uh, bollocks, Grant. <laughs> Okay, okay. Just means you just means you lost. That's all it means. That means you lose to the eventual winner. <laughs> second place is the first loser. Okay, that's not my words. That's my mother's words. And she wants to know why. And she and she actually said, "What? The wedding? Like because you're coming in a few months' time?" She said, "That's no excuse." <laughs> all right. My mother is more competitive than I am. And I will win any trivia game ever. Yes, that's Bring a challenge. Boys. We're still waiting for that. Um, we're still waiting for the year to challenges again. Bring it on whenever you're ready, guys. We yeah, you. yeah, pretty much the boy. Bring it on. And uh, I'm also issuing a challenge to a handicap match to your boys, by the way, as well. <laughs> yes, I'm that confident. Oh, okay. <laughs> put it out but, there. He's put it out there. J- Jeremy. Jeremy. Thank you so much for appearing today. We're getting a little short on time, Matt. We can always invite Jeremy back another time so we can carry on. But today we're a little short on time. So, Jeremy, once again, tell us the name of the podcast. Tell us where we can find it. And uh, give us that Twitter handle again, just to make sure everyone's got that. I know I'll put, I know, oh, Matt will put it in the episode notes because you've got editing due this week. Woohoo. Yeah. So, we are the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. Uh, It's MR Wrestling Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. If you search Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast, honestly, the name just kind of came to me because people always search the Mount Rushmore Wrestling. So I figured it would be a, a way to squeeze us in somehow. So to get some people looking at us. So yeah, just search it on. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate being here and making connections with like-minded folks and having some good banter and conversation. So Awesome, awesome stuff. Thank you again so much. We can't wait return the favor in a few weeks time absolutely uh, do go and check jeremy um chris and i want to say fred sean sure <laughs> sean's the one don't worry sean is the one Close. that always messes up the rules so well that serves him right deserves it that serves him right then uh thank you so much um oh my god where did you pull fred from <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so let's open up with uh, Matt Bishop at TW Takes Podcast. Good cop, thanks for playing my commercial last week and uh, naming me in the episode title. And bad cop, I don't have new episodes, or do I? Now, Matt, you normally follow up with follow-up comments. There is multiple ones there. I made sure Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops got involved in this, but I know they want to hear new episodes from Bishop. I want to hear a new episode from Bishop. You want to... Lots of people want to hear new episodes from Bishop. So we, I'm hoping this is finally going to be a little push for him or a kick in his Oh, so I'm about to say arse, kicking his ass to get him doing podcasts again. We want to hear Bishop. We, we do, and we, also, and we also want Chat Grab and Cheap Pops to launch their OnlyFans as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, JB, you got to get on board with that. I'm going to go to Queen of and D's Tiffany. Uh, bestie in the Tournament of Survival is a good cop moment. Mm-hmm. As Casey Kirk, of course. Graham, are you familiar with her work? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, she was on that organization we don't talk about anymore in New Jersey, but I saw it's on GCW, which means it's on Fight Plus, which means I can be watching that one for the GCW sure. event, of course, so let's mm-hmm. keep our yep. eyes on that for sure. Yep. Uh, Danny, as Scottish Juggalo, good cop, WWE using Hall of Famers on SmackDown and Raw. It was pleasant to see some of them get a nice pop from the audience. And bad cop, can't think of anything this week. It's been a positive week. Yeah, you were a bit, a bit envious about that, weren't you? Has he been chatting to High Five Tom? Jeez. Come on, channel that inner bad cop. There's stuff in there for sure. There was one moment that was so grim, I didn't even want to talk about it. But basically, oh. somebody being creepy in DM messages, which I wondered if Tiffany would actually mention as her bad cop moment. But she stayed positive as well. Good. That is that's great. Um, regarding the Hall of Famers, that's what they should be doing. Little cameos like this. Where you're gonna get that little pop moment when they pop up out of nowhere, like they, like back in 2020 when they had the money back that match in, in the tower, and you had little cameos from like a brother love and Doit the clown pop up out of nowhere, sort of thing. Little cameo like that are great. Um, I'm gonna go to Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast, MWR Good Cop moment. This week we had Country Air Brand on Ring of Honor Reverie. To review the American Wolves versus Tyler Black and Brian Danielson from from from, um, I'm guessing April 2009. Is what they meant to say. I was wondering how long it was going to take you to figure out that four was the month of April. And yeah, I just I was it I, did not disappoint. Shut up! Great match and just proved wrestling is better with friends. It's always better when you go with friends when you watch with friends. Always better. Yep. At UTT, Rob, good cop moment. Neil Warnock works his magic again and saves Huddersfield from relegation. No! Oh, they no! were in such a dire position. I think only two teams have scored more points since he's joined them. That's what a turnaround job he's done there. Uh, WTF cop moment. There are already plans from raw talent to appear on the SmackDown after the draft. Yeah, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, bad cop moment. If all in sells out, we can't sneak into more expensive empty seats. Um, I saw a tweet today. I don't know if it's accurate. There's less than a thousand seats left. That is true, although we don't know how many of them are being bought by scalpers and bots, to be fair. Ah, okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, I'm going to say Millwall Chris. It's not often you pop up in, in here. Uh, Millwall Chris, uh, WCW World War Three is brilliant. Winky face, laughing face. Uh-huh. Um, Nish guy, the OG blade job. Apologies, Nish guy. I was sure I'd tagged you straight after uh, Melissa, and apparently I did. I looked, went back and looked because I thought you. I did not, but you still found us. So good cop moment. Uh, Backlash WWE does their best work when they are running special shows in places they don't usually run. 
bad cop moment, uh, Trinity's debut, not the debut, but the fact it happened at a tape show should have been a pay-per-view and a surprise. That was one of the reasons why I, I did want to watch Impact before I came on the air, because I did wonder if anyone wanted to talk about this. And about his this. Uh, best cop moment is uh, Jay White. I I have we escape past the, the, the Jay White joke I do every week here, because I have to agree with Nish guy here. Trinity I, do, should, I do too. Trinity should have been a bigger deal for them. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, in I mean, breaking and also like they broke the news beforehand. She should have been a big deal, surprise sort of thing. Come on, yeah, they, they had the perfect chance to do this, and they didn't. Never mind. And it was the reason, of course, why uh, she was mentioned in the introduction with the uh, Trinity Matu. Yes, I'm aware, Graham. I'm aware. I'm the cavern with Dan Griffin, 21. Good cop moment. Trinity Fatu debuting for Impact. Absolute coup for the division. Absolutely. We fully agree about that. No, no doubt about that. Right. Yeah. Bad cop moment. Natalia already alluding to plans to appear on the other brand, negating the point of a draft as, I, as Dan alluded to <laughs> last week. Now, do we care if Natalia goes on both brands? Not particularly. She's a good worker and a jobber nowadays. Now, not to disrespect the Hall of Famer, but it suddenly just appeared to me. Which is more likely to generate interest uh, for a pay-per-view event in terms of buy-ins? Buying it, hoping that somebody might appear? Or buying it, nobody that's so knowing that somebody could now appear, and um, because you've already seen them appear on the mic, but they haven't wrestled yet. If they'd have wrestled, then I would agree that would have been absolutely terrible. But the fact they've only appeared on the mic doesn't that kind of build it up a little bit? Doesn't that give a chance to sell more pay per views for the next one? Because you want to see. I don't know about you, Matt. I want to see Trinity's first match, and if it was a oh, pay per view, I might cool. not found out until too late, and then I definitely wouldn't have bought it. But then again, Graham, are you buying it because? Because of Trinity, are you buying it because of, of the company itself? I'm asking you, which do you think would likely sell more pay per views? Not if, if you, you don't know that she's going to appear on it, or now knowing that she is going to appear on it. Well, episode. with that exact thing, Graham, I'm going to remind you of what I said when CM when people when people bought that pay per view, thinking CM Punk was going to appear, and he didn't appear. And the next month, the viewing the buy in was down. Okay, I'm also going to point out to you that AEW and CM Punk is not quite the same as Impact and Trinity. I'm saying, Graham, but if... Impact's point of view. For I'm... Impact, I think it makes sense to announce that you've got Trinity there, and she will appear in that next show. So, hey. But uh, as long as they don't wrestle her next week. If she appears next week, then forget it. I, I, to I don't have their back at all. Uh, Steve-O at the total Steve-O. Good cop getting a good seat at AEW All-In. And bad cop watching the WCW pay-per-view World War Three and having three camera angles for main event. Horrific. I think that links into that earlier You've got tickets to All-In. You're living 13 years in the past, mate. <laughs> Surprised he even knows what AEW is. I couldn't get a ticket. I tried. Ah. Oh. Well, oh, still a thousand left. Yeah, um, high five, Tom. Good cup moment. Real Jeff Cobb and Zachary Virginia putting on a master class at wrestling Dontoku this week, showing why they are two of, of his favorites, and he hopes we get more of this. Zachary Virginia is one of the best in the ring, and also just in general, a good guy and a great heel. He's a great heel as well when he's in heel mode. Very, very pleased that he's not been drawn by the money of America and he's happy in Japan. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I didn't see any more unless you did. 
Um, I don't believe so. I think that's. I think that is everyone accounted for this week. Mm-hmm. Think so anyway. Ah, uh, if it's not, we can always read them out next week. Indeed. Thank you to everybody for um for um getting in touch this week, and of course. We invite you to um, obviously rejoin us again next week when we'll be joined by CXW original Rudy Root. We're out of here. Boom. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at M. Compitech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.